The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gutting, 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 gutting the sacred cow. Gutting, 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 gutting the sacred cow. Hi, guys and girls. How the hell are you? Kevin Goatee, gutting the sacred cow. Brand new episode now. We're doing Saw with Drew, video Drew, from Rotten Tomatoes and Roku. She has chosen a film that a lot of horror people love. If you want to call this horror, I consider it more thriller. But before we get to it, hey... Don't forget, please give us those five-star ratings, two or three-sentence reviews. We live and we die by them. We need them. Please continue to do so. Uh, Please subscribe to us on YouTube. We're getting closer and closer to monetization. Thank you so much. And, hey, if you want to advertise, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com or just to say hi. And if you want some Gutting the Sacred Cow stickers, no problem. We can send you one for three bucks or three for five bucks. Just DM us and we can send you some stickers and you can put them on your car, your Trapper Keeper, or your Schwinn bike. Yeah, I'm doing all 80s references today. Fuck it. Without further ado, here's Drew doing Saw. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it. Francis, I'm here to see Francis. Francis is busy. Busy doing what? He's having his bath. Oh, yeah? Where are they hosing him down at? Kevin Israel, name that film. Uh, <laughs> see, the last one didn't even ring a bell. This one I know I should know, and I can't remember it. I really hate this game. <laughs> the fans hate that you suck at this game, too. <laughs> Or, uh, I'm going to guess Drew. Drew, do you know that quote by chance? I, I assumed it was from the movie we were talking about this week. No. Can you say it again? Let me, hear, let me hear it again. See if I can figure it out. I'm here for Francis. Francis is busy. Busy doing what? He's having his bath. Oh, yeah? Where are they hosing him down at? Oh, yeah. So somebody's talking to a gangster, right? This is like a gang, uh, like a mob boss kind of situation. Uh, Francis, I feel like, is it a Kevin Spacey character? What is it? Maybe if I did it in the voice. I'm here to see Francis. Francis is busy. Oh, I, 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 God damn it. He's having his bath. Oh, yeah? Where are they hosing him down at? Oh, my God. It's Pee-wee. God. God. You know what's funny? It was on the tip of my tongue, and I was like, no, that's not from Pee-wee. Ah, 
The, well, the way you said it was so like intense that I, I was like, oh no, I'm definitely I couldn't hearing do this his movie. fucking voice. It's going to narrow it down to three films. <laughs> he can't make it easy for me. He likes to see me get ridiculed on yeah, Twitter. That's, that, that is one. totally fair, and I should have known that. I, I'm see? so ashamed. The both of you should fucking take 10 lashings of public square. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, we're back. Gutting the sacred cow. How's it going? Hope you're enjoying all the fun episodes. Hope you've enjoyed The Departed. Hope you've enjoyed X-Men 2. Hope you've enjoyed, I don't know, Kevin, what's some of your most favorite episodes that have been recent? I don't know. I'm still so mad over this quote. I can't think. <laughs> my, my brain has frozen up in anger. Well, fans, you tell us what some of your favorite episodes are. And don't forget, email us at guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com to say hi. Or more importantly, if you want to advertise with us. But now we've got with us, we've got video Drew joining us for tonight's episode. Drew, how's it going? Yeah. What's going on? What's new? What's new? Oh, I'm just so angry right now. But that's only because I've, I've just watched a movie that I swore to myself I would never revisit, revisit for the eighth time. Uh, but you know, other than that, pretty good. We got, we got a couple dogs over here. So if you hear some, some weird noises on the audio, it's, uh, not because I'm locked in a basement somewhere being forced to watch this film. It's because we got some puppies and that pretty good. I went to play a game. Now today's film is the 2004 absolute mega hit in terms of ROI return on investment. And Drew's chosen a film that is not one that we usually have a genre that we usually, our guests usually take. She has chosen Saw, the film that started torture porn, I guess, if you want to call it that. Before you know it, Drew, tell everybody what you're up to, where we can find you, what you, what projects you're working on, the whole shebang. Sure, yeah. You can find me. Um, I'm at Video Drew. It's one word. It's across all social platforms. Hey, guys. Let's not. Let's not do that right now. Let's do it over there. Uh, Video Drew is one word, all social platforms. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all this stuff, on YouTube. I'm also playing this game called the Movie Trivia Schmodown, which is uh, its own thing, part of the uh, Schmodown network. So if you've ever heard of that. I also write for a Rotten Tomatoes show uh, called RT Essentials, which I believe is playing on Roku and Peacock, maybe, I think. So. It's on one of those one of those OTT sites uh, or platforms. So, so you can find me usually and selling Pokemon on eBay. That's my new thing. There, there are two of those things. Three of these things are kind of like the other. One of these things is not the same. I did not hear. I did not forecast the selling Pokemon stuff coming. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I never watched those stupid little pocket animals or like know anything about what they do. But now I've I found my uh, boyfriend's collection when I went to his parents' house. And I was like, oh, some of these are shiny. I bet they're worth something. Like three of them were Charizards. And I just put them up on eBay. And now I'm like, oh, man, I could just be making a return on investment. Uh, cool. Movie showdown. Check her out as well as the Rotten Tomatoes show on Roku. So mm -hmm. Saw is the film of choice. And this is if this is the one of the films that must give screenwriters the like the, 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 the pie in the sky kind of vision and, and, and aspiration. Like, see, you can make a little movie on a short film and have it turn out to be a mega hit. Saw, 2004, budget, $1.2 million. Mm -hmm. A box office haul of $103.9 million. Turn that into $2021, $1.69 million budget, $146.9 million haul. Wow, we got to be the highest ROI we've we've had. We've had. I think the the record is what um, Blair Witch. Blair Witch. I was just gonna say. I think Pulp Fiction's right there too. Mm -hmm. So those are the two. 
IMDB, as we all know, scale one through 10 with decimal points. Drew, what do you think Saw has scored on IMDB? Okay, so let's see. If this isn't by critics or fans, I'm going to say this Everything. movie. I'm going to say this movie on IMDb has a seven. Did they do pass seven point five? Seven point five. Kevin Israel. Eight eight. One of you has won a showcase. Both showcases. Yeah. And it is our guest Drew seven point yes. six seven point six for IMDb. God damn, that was close. Very mm-hmm. good. Rotten Tomatoes, as you know, Drew, is a 1 through 100 scale percentages. Kevin Israel, what did the critics give Saw? Um, 79. Drew? The critics? I believe the critics probably gave this movie a 62. 51. Ah! Yeah. Critics, I don't think critics were huge fans of, of this movie. Critics aren't fans of a lot of things, Drew. Yeah. Sure. Just be... as, a, as a critic myself, I, I, I can feel the temperature of that pretty well. Hater. Yeah. This Audience. movie actually made me want to become a critic, but I can get into that in a second. <laughs> I don't see you wearing elbow patches on your corduroy jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have a couple corduroys, some cords in the background here. Audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, Drew. What did the audience give Saw? 86. Kevin Israel? Yeah, I was going to say something around there. Um, 81. 84. Oof. In the middle. She got you just by 1%. You're off your game, buddy. I know. I've been, I've been blowing it. Quotes? I want to play a game. Mm-hmm. Live or die, the choice is yours. Kevin Israel, what quotes jumped out at you? Oh, hold on. Hold on. should have brought up my notes. Um, I have no quotes from this movie. I don't blame you. Drew, any quotes? I mean, there is one quote. I'm not sure if I'm getting it exactly right where, where Adam says, you could roll around in peanut butter during an orgy for all I care, which was pretty, uh, pretty dead on for me. I almost wrote that down, but it felt like it's one of those shitty like B movie, like, let's throw a yuck yuck in there. And it just, I mean, it- yeah. Lee Winnell cast himself as the yuck yuck man in this very yuck yuck film. Whoa. Wouldn't you cast yuck, yourself yuck. in your own yuck yuck film? I know I would. All my mm-hmm. shows I've created have casted me as the head of my mm-hmm. yuck yuck shows, including comics watching comics on Amazon Prime for eight seasons right now. Thank you. Plug. Oh, wait, wait. I forgot another quote I love of this because this is really the crux of the whole argument, which is most people are so ungrateful to be alive, but not you, not anymore. Oh. <laughs> That's that's the crux of the film. If you want to know what Saw's about, it's about a it's about a genteel man who just wants to help. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. Saw was filmed in. Want to take a guess at how many days it took for Saw to be filmed in? Five. Kevin. 12. 18. Oof. Wow. There we go. And I got to say, set a budget of $1 million. The movie opened to an $18 million weekend, and the Monday after its release, the sequel was already greenlit. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, oh I mean, <laughs> how do you not? Yeah. <laughs> 18 times ROI. Yeah, I think that's a fucking fair way to bank money. Number two, 
Jigsaw Puppet was James Wan's creation, the director of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- Puppet is like actually in all his other movies, like secretly. Like it's like in the background of like most of his films. You can find that puppet. Oh, I think his name Billy. Did not <laughs> know that. Mm-hmm. Surprised to have like a saw dildo or something in a, in a sex shop with like that. Puppet. I'm Googling that right now. I like, again, I, like, I said before we started rolling, I like Amazon the, Prime. I like the cut of your jib. Number three, Danny Glover and Shawnee Smith completed their scenes in one day of filming. Not surprised. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. The original cut of Saw did not have Jigsaw in the movie. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Carrie Elwes, also known from Hot Shots fame, was that, supposed- yeah. Is that really where he's known from? Is that, is that where you know him from? Uh, also, a little film called Glory. Oh, yeah. Fuck the Princess Bride. I know where you guys were going with that. That film. I was going liar, liar. I don't know where you really? were going. Really? I was not. I was, I was, I was That's like, right. He wasn't. He was the dickhead. He was a dick. He's just more of a milk toast kind of guy. I was. I thought Princess Princess Bride was the obvious answer. That's why I danced around. Yeah. yeah. It was. <laughs> Carrie Elwes was oh. supposed to get 1% of the film's profits, did not, sued, and then settled out of court. And that's why during that uh, lawsuit, because they pumped out a sequel every fucking year on Halloween, did not appear in the franchise until the final installment of the film. <laughs> well, well, now the, sec- the third to last final installment, because it, jig- it, was, it was Saw 6, which is now... Yeah. Wait, so since I haven't watched all the other movies... So he yeah. didn't die? No, he doesn't. He comes die. back? Oh, yeah. Okay, spoiler wow. alert. Can I spoil something for the whole Saw franchise, which by this point is over a decade old and they're rebooting it? So uh, not only does he come back, but now he's like the Jigsaw killer because uh, Jigsaw's been dead is. since movie three. Because oh, the girl took over for him. Man, it took over. And then, then it was, it was like a cop. Pops. Yeah, the cop. Yeah. And then after, I forgot uh. after that. Yeah, I, I actually I own them all. I got them on yeah. digital download on the chip for like 20 bucks. I'm like, why not? You know what's fun about that? Do you own them on DVD or Blu-ray or anything? Because what's super fun and super indicative of what this franchise is going to be like, uh, they're not labeled like it's just Saw 1, Saw 2, Saw 3. It's just Saw, Saw 2, Saw 3, Saw 4, Saw 5. Saw 3D is Saw 6. And yeah. none of the DVDs are labeled anything. Like they're just not labeled. They just look like they're like pieces of uh, like an actual saw. Like they're just kind of like yeah. cut in that shape. And yeah. they don't say which saw you're watching. They're just like, figure it out. It's like, much like an insane trap. They should have had Saw 6, Jason, or Jigsaw goes to Manhattan. No, no, Saw 6 is, is Saw 3. It's yeah, Saw 3D. Or, or Saw X, it was where they sent him to hell, like Jason. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. So I think it's now time for Ask a Gutter, which is where you get to. Why don't I just do a Bill Cosby? You cannot yeah. say filth, Florn, filth. This is where you get to ask our guests any questions about what they are up to or who they are or what more importantly, why the hell they choose that film. And tonight's questions for Drew. No one wrote Drew. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Nobody knows who I am. Uh, <laughs> I tagged you. I was like, oh, she, come on. I'm, nope. just double ch- I'm just double checking right now if anyone did. But oh, d- don't bother. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that we don't need to sit here and, and look for the no questions. I, I'll, I'll answer uh any questions that that hypothetically could be asked about me yes those are real dogs yes this movie did make me want to become a film critic because i saw this at a friend's house i was thinking was this the first torture per movie because uh i was thinking hostel was first but it was it was before hostel uh 
I saw this movie. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You're, you're jumping the gun for one second because we have yeah. to do our intro where we sing. It's time to oh. Nut the, the Sacred, sacred Cow. cow. <laughs> now you can go. Now I go. Okay. Yes, please. Oh, okay. So Saw was a movie that uh, is, is so disrespectful to its viewership. I don't know of one movie that makes me just feel like I am being talked down to by a stupid person more than Saw. Like Saw mansplains itself in a way that is illogical and like upsetting and offensive. And not because it's gross and not because it's torture porn. But this is a movie that just asks you bare minimum to understand that a man with pancreatic and then brain cancer who then shows it by coughing would be able to sit silently in a room for six hours pretending to be a dead body while his plan is enacted by a bumbling incompetent and by all like estimations, the only guy who was nice to him in the hospital uh, who is forced to prove that he appreciates his life by kidnapping a daughter and like a mom and trying to kill them. And like, so Jigsaw's whole thing, just like on a base level, Jigsaw as a character is so dumb. And then the movie wants to tell you that it's very, very smart by having the whole rest of the movie at the very end played out with voiceover and showing you clips priorly from like the scene. So it's like both wants to be usual suspects and seven, but is not half as clever as either of those movies. And like, didn't bother thinking through any of the finite details of the film. Uh, this movie made me so angry when I watched it the first time that I turned to my friend and I went, this is ludicrous. How did this movie get made? And she went, oh, I loved it. I loved <laughs> it so much. And I went, I think I should become a film critic just to tell people how wrong they are for liking the Saw franchise. Uh, this movie has a total lack of like self-awareness or irony. Uh, Lee Winnell and James Wan are both incredible creators and they've done so much stuff with their careers and, for that, like, I'll give Saw some credit for launching both of their platforms. But as, like, a exhibition piece for what both of them can do as writers and directors, this movie is hot garbage. Just, okay, basic premise here. We got two men locked in a room trying to figure out why they're there. There's a bunch of booby traps. They're, you know, kind of reminds me of my favorite movie of all time, Cube, which is a fantastic film. But, you know, fine, two people locked in a room. Then that should be the movie. But instead, we have this like other movie that's going on simultaneously, which is all told via flashbacks or in some places, just regular stuff that's happening simultaneous to the movie itself. So if you understand that none of this is a two-hander, it's just presented as a two-hander, which makes it seem indie and gritty and cool. But in fact, it's just a regular movie presented as a as a locked in a room bottle episode. We're we're automatically like just deducting some points. Uh, this movie asks you to believe that people that don't appreciate life enough to be put into a saw trap, which is created by, again, a dying cancer patient dying of all the different kinds of cancer, uh, decides to make people appreciate their life out of uh, benevolence or something like that. So he's going to John Doe them, uh, make them do these horrible traps to great bodily injury of themselves in an effort to make them appreciate what they have. Now, his victim choices go from uh, junkie to somebody who tried to commit suicide to his own doctor who has not had an affair yet, but is planning on it to a guy who just happens to be photographing that doctor for another cop to a cop just investigating the case who accidentally gets shot in the head to like uh, like the mother and child of somebody who apparently does not appreciate life enough to the janitor at the hospital who 
who was appreciating life enough by anyone's standards that he was taking time to learn the names of the patients. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about Michael Emerson. You know him as Linus from Lost. Uh, sorry, not Linus. Uh, uh, ben, Lin- ben Linus from Lost, although Miles from Lost is also in this movie. Uh, this was real 2004 Lost vibes. Uh, <laughs> this movie has some of the worst plot armor I've ever seen. People just happen to do things that work out perfectly in order to escape Jigsaw's apparently solvable traps because that's the whole point. You're supposed to be able to get out of the Jigsaw uh, traps if you like them enough or if you like life enough. But most of them have no ability to get out of them. Like being kidnapped by crazy Ben Linus, it has no like discernible way to get out of it. Uh, Like the fact that we find out at the end that the key to the the lock was just in the drain that uh, Adam woke up in, like when he woke up in the bathtub and just immediately went down the drain. It's not like he had to cut off his hand to get the key, as like it would be implied. No, the key's just gone. There's no way for him to get out. He would just have to saw his own leg off, full stop. Right. Um, it's the, the whole movie is based on some absurd premises that also make you want to think that, you know, at certain times there's a misdirect. Is it, was it actually Carrie Elway's? Was it actually uh, Danny Glover? No. It was actually the dead guy in the middle of the room, a plot that point that is both unguessable by any like stretch of the imagination. There's no way you could have guessed who the killer was in this movie and uh, tries to make it like retcon it to be a totally obvious reveal. Um, so, yeah, that movie, movie makes me upset. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Drew, yeah. give us a number what you thought of Saw. One to ten. Like... I think as a as a film, like as a cinematic piece, I think there's some good shots. I would give it like, you know, a, a, a four. In terms of like how disrespected I felt after watching it, I'd give it like a one. What you, so remind me again, you said the mansplaining thing. I want to hit on that. What, what exactly was it I, I, that I missed your part? I okay. Uh, that, that it was so mansplaining-ish. Well, there's a part where uh, a man, a Jigsaw, gets up in the middle of the room as a dead body and then goes and tells you the, the whole movie again and you hear it. Like you hear every single line again, just like with his like his dictation over it while watching the scenes that you've just watched. It wasn't enough to just do flashbacks and be like, oh, now I got it. The Kaiser Soze thing. Mm-hmm. No, he's going to sit there and like have the entire through line of the movie explained while you're watching it shot for shot. Go through the whole movie again. It's a literal a mansplaining film. It doesn't trust the audience to understand what happened. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like, there's just there's so many like little details I could pick apart. But, you know, I just saw F9 recently and that movie's perfect. There was zero plot <laughs> holes in that movie. So I feel like there's zero entire- plot in that film, too. Yeah, the plot armor in that was very, very strong. But, uh, you know, like at least there was a character acknowledging that, like, it's ridiculous. And like maybe at this point they're they're superheroes. But like in this movie, it's all taken as very, very self-serious and like very much like this. This is a plausible thing that could happen. It's supposed to be gritty. It's all shot in this like dark kind of like way with these very like, you know, the glaring lights of the basement. Um, But none of it makes any sense. It's like a patently ridiculous film that does not at all acknowledge how ridiculous it is. It's like he it's like they were trying to make seven. Hmm. I mean, I almost actually just said, what's F9? Wow. I I would not have known that if I wasn't on for Twitter saying that F9 is now trending and that's it. Yeah. But I mean, it was shot in dark rooms because it was only a million dollar budget. There's not really enough yeah. rooms for for green screens and all happy, you know. Yeah, the lighting. fluorescent lighting is like terrible. Like most movies, it's fluorescent lighting, which is a effective. Like that's where I think James Wan like worked it. You know, like it's effective because it makes them look really like washed out and terrible. 
And like, fine, that's your movie. Like Blair Witch it. Like just, yeah, just make it as grainy as possible. But then the other part of the movie is just shot like a regular film. And it's like, uh, not Maria Bello. Whoever's playing the wife uh, is like, you know. Monica Potter. I always get her confused with uh, Maria Bello. So yeah, Monica Potter and like that whole subplot and the Danny Glover stuff is all being shot like a regular film. So it's just, it's just weird. It's just a weird film to have gotten so, so popular. And I wonder if some of it was just people like watching those crazy traps. Yeah. All right. So you said a five and a one, like how's that? What's your final score then? Uh, 2.5 because I'm insulted. 2.5. Yeah. I like it when the guest gives a real low score. Can I, can I go back? I, I know I have a couple more bullet points. I'm not sure. How sure. Much. Yeah. I, here's the thing. Jigsaw's whole thing is that he never kills anyone, but he just like makes them commit suicide. And then like, at, at, that's said various times throughout the film, which is just not true. That's like not the definition of murder. You can't just like put like a shotgun, like like home alone, a shotgun to like be rigged and then have someone walk into the room. And then when the gun goes off, be like, sorry, they committed suicide by booby trap gun. Like that's not that's not how that works. Like by any definition, Jigsaw is a just straight up murderer. He slashes Danny Glover's throat, whether or not Danny Glover died from that. I mean, it's irrelevant. He's he's a murderer. He's also the most limber uh, dying patient. (laughs) Damn it. It's in the yeah. notes. At, at one point, he gets shot at several times with a cloak, and he just kind of brushes it off. His cloak doesn't even have any bullet holes in it. Like it's it's crazy. And then he's also just coughing in one of the vi- like in one of the audio tapes. He just has a noticeable cough, which for some reason they don't focus on, even though it's the most noticeable thing. They decide to focus on the background noises of like the tape, the tape that they shouldn't be able to throw across the room that handily anyway. If one of them had been worse at throwing or catching, this whole game would have been bunk and they would have died uh, of starvation. Or Jigsaw you. would have been. Fuck. Like, like, imagine if those six hours had run up and, like, they hadn't figured out anything and Jigsaw would have just had to awkwardly stand up and be like, oh, okay, so this... You guys are dumb. Yeah, this, this worked a lot better in my head, but I needed a nap. Uh, the electricity part, like, where they can shock people through the pipes doesn't make any sense like there's no uh, there's no current like there's no there's nothing attached to them that would be allow them to do that like the entire room would have to be electrocuted the pipes are all rusty it'd have been so much easier for them to saw through the actual pipe than through the leg like i don't i don't know man they they know from the beginning that the point is that they're supposed to kill one another and yet they constantly share information and clues as if they're in this as a team effort uh, they're like the worst, they're the worst actors and worst, like false, false actors that I've ever seen in my life. When he's supposed to die from a cigarette poisoning, uh, he literally, Adam Damn literally it. goes, she's <laughs> taking all my notes. Sorry. <laughs> I have so many thoughts about Saul guys. Uh, none of the traps make sense. If you're a junkie and your thing is you should appreciate life more then you should be the one that's doped up with opioids and like put with a key in your stomach. You shouldn't be one. What does a reverse bear trap have to do with like being addicted to drugs? Why would that save you? Like, why would you know better after that experience? The first thing I would do if I had a reverse bear trap on my head and escape by digging a key out of another man's stomach is do some hardcore heroin. Like, that would be like, <laughs> my first thought. The reverse like, bear I, trap sounds like a euphemism. It, it, hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had for a while as my uh, Twitter bio that I was a uh, reverse thirst bear trap. A reverse what bear trap? Thirst? A reverse thirst bear trap. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you to Saw for introducing me to the reverse bear trap concept, which they will use like 
five more times in this franchise. They love that reverse bear trap thing. Um, so yes, I think that's all my big bullet points. Sorry for stealing all of them. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I will now go to my co-host, Kevin Israel. You said two and a half. Kevin Israel, you can now go and try and steal the points that are left on the table for me. Yeah, there's not, there's, there's, there's not a lot left. Uh, Drew, Drew went at it. So I, I hadn't seen this movie since 2004. I saw it in the movie theater. And whenever I remembered this movie, I always thought, like, wow, that was a scary, fucked up movie that had a deep meaning to it. And the jigsaw had this goal in mind because he was trying to get revenge with all the he was trying to show these bad people the wrongness of their ways and this whole thing. And then I realized, oh, that was seven. That wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Was, like I was I was literally transmuting the plot of seven into saw. Yeah. And so when I rewatched it last night, I was very surprised by the movie I saw. First of all, the movie <laughs> felt, and I understand that it, it would only cost $1.2 million to make, but the movie felt like a movie that was made in the like mid to early 90s mm-hmm. and, and maybe even just a mid to early 90s video game because that's, mm-hmm. as, much, that's, wow, as, much, yes. that's as much plot as this movie had. The, the plot was very thin. The character development was completely non-existent. Every mm-hmm. character was two dimensions at best mm-hmm. and you didn't you didn't really care about any of them you didn't care what happened to anybody you're supposed no. i guess you're supposed to care about danny glover who by the way is one of the most irrelevant useless characters i think in movie history he does yes. nothing he yes. accomplishes nothing in this whole movie other than you get to find out that he i get he's he's obsessed with uh with jigsaw he's and then effective he, <laughs> yeah and then he gets you know he is almost as irrelevant as the uh, as the as the groundskeeper in um, uh, the Shining, when he comes back, he just gets killed, and it's like, well, that guy didn't mean anything, and neither does neither does Danny Glover. He doesn't mean D- Danny Glover should have st- should have done Predator Three and mm-hmm. not this movie because he what a what a useless useless character. He and he's you think maybe he's going to be like the hero, or maybe he's going to be the guy who like figures it all out. And he doesn't he doesn't really do anything. And then he just no. dies a pointless death without moving any of the plot forward, without advancing any of the characters. It's so pointless. And it doesn't surprise me also that he filmed this entire part in one day. But yeah, that that was just that was just painful. So anyway, I remember this. I remember this movie being very very gory, and it is not gory at all. And I thought that was the whole point of the movie, that you were supposed to be so shocked. The scene where he finally saws his leg off, which is really what this whole movie's building up to. Will he or will he not saw his leg off? Mm-hmm. You don't even... Not that I wanted to see it, because I'm not, I'm not a gore guy, but mm-hmm. I feel like that was what they were building this up to, and you're supposed to watch this moment where this guy just... Uh, because of his family, he just... He does he, the ultimate sacrifice to saw your... Like, just the thought of that. And to, to really give that to the audience, and they didn't, and they just show him Saw, he doesn't, he barely reacts to having to do it, which, by the way, I kept going through the mental gymnastics of how you would get yourself to do that. I couldn't get there. And then <laughs> you'd, probably, you'd probably pass out halfway through the bone. Well, There's you no, he's a surgeon. But, the, but you're still, you're, uh, you, you, can be all, you can be all the surgeons you want. Your body's yeah. going to go into shock, and you're going to pass out. Like, that's just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was an obvious one, Kevin. <laughs> uh, but so I, but I wanted to see something. I wanted to see that, and then he he does it, and he's just kind of like limping around. Obviously, they made him look pale, but it just didn't look like there was any consequence for, for this final act that the movie's named. It's the namesake of the movie, and it just it felt like so meaningless and stupid. 
Not to piggyback for a second, but like it's on the poster. It's literally the picture on the poster is a sawed off foot. So it's not like there's going to be any ambiguity about what's going to happen. Not only that, but we wanted to see it. Jigsaw wanted to see it probably, but Jigsaw is facing away from from Dr. Lawrence the entire movie. So he's not even getting the payoff of watching this guy's so awesome leg off. Yeah, they the I wish I had I wish I was dedicated to anything as Jigsaw is to inventing these ridiculous traps. There's nothing that I care about enough to go through that much effort for. And he, and, and you, you, for me, you kind of hit the nail on the head, Drew, that the motivation behind it is so unclear. Like, is he trying to make these people see the wrongness of their ways? Is he trying to make them appreciate something? Is he trying, but he's not because he's just murdering people. And yeah. uh, not, to, uh, not to put my lawyer hat on, but mm-hmm. you're also 100% right. When they're like, well, he didn't actually kill any. The cops even said it. Cops like, well, yeah. he hasn't actually killed anybody. No, he has. He's no. killed plenty of people. Let me tell you yeah. what. There's a there's a law. There's a very famous lawsuit where a guy, a farm a farm owner sets up a shotgun in his barn to protect his barn because it kept getting raided. And the shotgun goes off one day and kills a guy who's going into the barn to steal stuff. And the farmer gets charged with murder. Mm-hmm. And that was to, to self defense. So he's this guy is a serial killer. There's, no, there's, there's no premeditation involved. Just, this oh involves yeah, pre-me- this is in, like straight up murder one. This yeah, is murder he's, one. He's completely he's completely murder. The, the 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 a lot of the cuts and the editing in the movie were very weird. The scene mm-hmm. at the end where they're the car chase felt like some yeah. kind of frantic orgasm on coke like i don't yeah. know what was going it felt like a bad music video where they mm-hmm. showed them like shaking and they're driving around and it, like the, it, clearly they didn't have the funds to make an actual chase scene they couldn't mm-hmm. get you know to pay off the town to close down roads but that was i could have just done without all of that because it looked ridiculous and it took you out of what was supposed to be i guess feel like a serious movie where the actual movie just felt like a kind of like a campy me- it really felt like a video game it felt like one of those PlayStation horror video games from the 90s. Yes. Yes. Splatterhouse. Turbographic. Yes. Yes. You're exactly right. Well, especially because you care about these people about as much as you care about any non-playable character. Like, you're just like, these are just characters that exist for you to press A and they will give you information. And then you press B and they'll give you some different information and you press C and you saw your own leg off. Yeah. Like, I, I will say this. When he pulled out the cell phone that was the that was in the box, I got I had that cell phone and that was the best cell phone ever made. That so I threw that cell phone against the wall. It dropped off of a of a, a balcony. That cell phone I think it was Motorola. That cell phone was indestructible. And I wish they made phones that were as, as Remember the good old days when cell phone batteries would last four fucking days on one charge? <laughs> oh man. Oh, well, question, is- Kevin. Question, did your cell phone also only take incoming calls? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Bingo. That's a bingo. That's why you go first. <laughs> That's a bingo. <laughs> That's a bingo. <laughs> Also, like, no, no disrespect to Tobin Bell. I think Tobin Bell is actually a pretty good actor. He could have, like, had a better career, I think, if he had him class his jigsaw. But what a non-fun, like, serial killer. Like, not a, he's not even, like, a John Doe. Like, he's just a grumpy old man. Like, he's just cranky and old and, like... And he's not even really in the movie. He's, I mean, no, not really. I mean, it's almost like Jason in the first Friday the 13th. Like, the you specter... Know- 
You know what's, what's fun up? for him? You know what's fun for him? Cashing paychecks in six different fucking films as yes. voiceover yeah, well, or in the film. I'm pretty sure he's like, you know what? It's a shitty role. But you know what? So is being dead guy number five in Saving Private Ryan. But you know what? This pays better. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh. You know what I just realized? This is a James Wan trope because Insidious, which is also a James yeah. Wan, yeah. stars a character that dies in the first movie throughout every subsequent sequel film. Uh, it's that it's the lady, the the medium, uh, Shay Shay. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's Shay, right. Uh, Lin Shay, who's you know the the sister of the person who owns the the uh, the studio. Uh, so Lin Shay dies at the end of the first Insidious movie. Is in every single subsequent Insidious movie. Like she is the star of them. It I always get crazy. I get that insidious, is just like Jigsaw. I get insidious confused with the other one that just had a sinister. Out. Sinister. Yeah. I, I don't couldn't tell you about anything about either of them. So I, okay. I can't keep any of them in, on any of them on track. Well, uh, it's anyway. remember because James Wan directed it and Lee Winnell's in it. He's uh, I think he also wrote the story for that movie too. So he's like a, a huh. sidekick in that. Anyhow, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna keep my I'm gonna keep my notes short just because. Drew hit too many of my points. The I I was I was really surprised by how much I didn't enjoy this movie. The there there was just no nothing to this movie, and the it, it almost felt in in a way it was almost like Sixth Sense in that once you know the 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 reveal at the end, it ruins the rest of the movie. Like the movie's not rewatchable. There's no rewatchability mm-hmm. to this movie. There's right. no point to rewatching it because you're not getting anything out of it. You're not, you know what's going to happen at the end. You know he's going to stand up. I remember in the theater when he stood up, the entire theater went, ah! and like mm-hmm. we all shared that moment. But then once that was over, you're never getting that again. And you're never yeah. getting the, the magic of that back. And without that, this movie is just these empty s- scenes kind of strung together that don't really have any consequence. On it. It, was, it was just, it was a really, really shitty plot and screenplay and. There, I, there was nothing I, I liked about this one. I, I Thank you. did not enjoy I, it at I, all. I've gotten into a five-hour-long argument with somebody about the Saw as an entire franchise because it gets worse, people. Like, and in case you don't know, this gets worse as it goes on. Uh, four through six are just about like somebody. The director clearly lost his house in the subprime mortgage crisis, and the whole movie just becomes about torturing lawyers and insurance, uh, <laughs> like home insurers, and it has no discernible plot. Jigsaw's ex-wife. It's a lot of it's a lot of law, like legal stuff. Oh like, my god, I forgot it was the ex-wife who was fucking part of this. Holy blonde. Yes, shit. the ex-wife. It's so shit, much of yeah. it is about like uh like uh it's just about like who gets to inheritance wealth. Like it's a lot of inheritance tax punishment. Uh it's just this movie is both this franchise is both the most mundane thing you can possibly imagine and increasing levels of gore. Yeah. Crazy. And for and for a movie that was supposed to be that in my mem- my recollection was such a gory movie. There's you see the guy killed by the barbed wire, but you don't really see it happen. You see the girl with the thing on her head, but nothing. I mean, she has to cut the guy open and get the get the key, but you don't really see that. And then you see the guy with the drills, but he nothing happens to him. You don't see the guy get his head blown off. And then at the end, he cuts his leg off, but you don't really see that. I mean, that's pretty much the extent of the gore in the movie, which is basically non-existent. So for a gory movie, it's not even that gory. So, but I think that's something that you know a little bit to its credit. I feel like that's kind of what's what might be a little bit cool that the subsequent sequels are missing is that like it is, it's it's all the thing of gore, but then the actual like it's all the shock value of gore, but you don't actually have to see that much of it. Probably the goriest thing you see is Danny Glover's like uh, throat being slit. That's probably the goriest thing you physically see. Yeah, um, but Seven it, did that very well too. 
I have, an, so, I, have an, I have an answer why. Because it, this was actually NC-17, and they knocked it down to an R. Gotcha. Oh. Gotcha. Um, so for me, this one is a two. Ooh, more than me. Wow. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm Lord, sorry that you hated this movie and I made you watch it, but I'm so happy to hear that. Lord have mercy. Mingya. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you go on every day and you find awesome blog articles that Kevin and I write for you each and every day. What we've watched, movie sequels we want to see. That doesn't happen. Moments in films that are just, they try and pass off as common occurrences, but are just complete horse shit. And of oh. course, quote. Yeah, you'll like that. I'm pretty sure about that one, Drew. And of course, merch. Go and grab a shirt like this, hat, mug, bag, you name it, it's there. Guttingthesacredcow.com. Notes. If they're going to handcuff your feet to a pipe, why bother taking off one of your shoes? I did not know Quentin Tarantino directed this film as well. <laughs> All right. Kevin, I'm so, I am floored, floored you did not take this one. The guy sticks his hand in a shit-filled shit toilet and does not want to vomit for five straight minutes. But then when he goes into the tank part of the toilet, doesn't keep his hand in that toilet to wash the shit off. That doesn't happen. Yes. First, first of all, even, even one above that, I, I had something written down about it and I didn't, I didn't say anything. Oh. I would have gone to the tank first. I would right. have at least been like, maybe it's in here yeah. before I go into the shit. Yeah. I'll tell, I'll tell you folks, I had a bra fall into the toilet the other day. It's a common occurrence. That does happen. Uh, and I was so gross. I got like a, I got a broom. I got a whole, like, there's a whole, like, rigmarole I had to set up. There's no way you're just sticking your hand into a toilet. That would be the entire trap. I have two thoughts on that. One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh my, the, the, the picture that must have got, could have been taken if whomever, I think you said your boyfriend would have barged in yeah. and saw you with note with your tits hanging out and putting yeah. a broom in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Digging yeah, out a bra. Digging been, out a bra. Would have been fucking well, For too long, crisis. I took my undergarments for granted. So tonight, yeah. And two, was there anything in the toilet or was it actually just clear water for a moment? It was, it was clear water, but we have like a lot of roommates and like it's not great. And you can't, I'm not sure if you guys know this, you can't wash bras in the washing machine. You have to like hand wash them. So like I was just looking at it, doing the over under of like being like, can I just let this dry out or is it going to, can I just like put some perfume on it? Do I have to go through the whole thing? Throw it in the microwave. Yeah, throw in the microwave, exactly. I'll warp the underwire. That's and that bra I'm wearing today. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. I was like, I see the duty marks for your areolas. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. If they're so worried about these objects breaking when having a game of catch, why not slide them across the fucking tile floor? <laughs> First thing I yeah. thought of, they're big like curling. The reverse, <laughs> the reverse bear trap. Sounds like the best finishing move in wrestling or the best finishing move in gay porn. I haven't decided yet. Mm-hmm. When she cut that guy's stomach open for the key, wouldn't she have burned her hand on stomach acid? Interesting point. Thank you. I, I don't know. Thank you. And here's another interesting point. Oncology surgeons do not get paged in the middle of the night. They do their fucking procedures planned weeks in advance. You don't get a call like some guy wrapping his car around a tree at 2 a.m. like, oh, shit, got a fucking cancer of the, of the, uh, of the medulla umbilicata. Got to go in at 3 a.m., honey. Sorry. What, wasn't that just the lie? He was using the cover to go visit the girlfriend? That's exactly right. But the wife should have known, wait a minute, oh, yeah. as an oncologist surgeon, no one goes in at 3 a.m. for fucking surgery. No. Not only that, but he says, uh, he says my wife has the car today, implying they have one car. What? Maybe one's in the shop. I don't know. I'll give him the benefit on that. But uh, uh, that he must be at, at like a, 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 a VA hospital, not making the yeah. big bucks. 
when Zepp holds the gun to Dr. Gordon's kid's head, did anyone else expect the sign that said bang to come out of the mm-hmm. end of that barrel? Yeah. yeah. I thought something wasn't going to happen. Yeah. We all sat there. We all sat there and waited for Danny Glover to drop a I'm too old for this shit line. <laughs> he was not. I know we're dealing with insane people in this film, but this is a whole new level of insanity when someone makes a goddamn diorama out of their kidnapping layout. When was the last time someone made a diorama outside of science class or history class? That's how you identify serial killers today. If you see a diorama in someone's house you're visiting, get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. I am shocked. Back to the Future is all features some of the best dioramas. No, in no, no. A and diorama, he was crazy. A, a diorama. He was crazy. Diorama is in a shoebox. That was an open air model. Oh, right. right oh, right. right. That's the difference. The covering makes me very skeptical. How about that? <laughs> he learned puppetry for this. Whatever John Kramer used to do. And I think, believe at some point you find out in the franchise that he was uh, himself an insurance, like an insurance adjuster. He decided how much like money people no, should no, no. paid out. And he was an actuary. Which he was an close. actuary. Yeah. Right, right. And then he also had a business deal and then his wife owned a slaughterhouse. There's a whole bunch of things. But where did he learn puppetry so well? Like, where did he learn any of this? And his, and his wife was a smoke show. Like she Smoke show. Yeah. Two she, decades younger smoke show. I, I swear to you, I thought like either she's done soap operas or at least Cinemax porn. Either way, I need to Google her because she's mm-hmm. fiercely attractive. And no, she's not going for some just average shithead who looks like he bowls on Wednesday nights. I'm not buying no. that. That doesn't happen. No. No, it happens two decades older than her, at least two decades. I mean, he must have a hell of a lot of properties or a lot of money saved, or he's got an impressive hog. I don't know which one, but one one of those three ain't going to do it. He's got at least two or three or three of those. He's got a nice torture chamber. (laughs) Meow. I've never heard of a phone that can receive calls and not be able to make them. I mean, I guess was Dr. Gordon so familiar with this function that he must have purchased a ton of burner phones for his side poon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And all and also and all calls like there are phones like that or there's ways to rig it, but they all need to be able to dial 911. That's the law. Like they all need yeah. to be able to dial 911. <laughs> She's right. And if you're there's a fun fact I read too, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, oh god, I have no reception. Guess what you can dial? 911. It always goes mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. How does Zep have so much time to do an entire fucking AV setup in the Gordon's mm-hmm. house without Danny Glover seeing him schlep that shit inside the house if he's sitting there watching the TV like a maniac eating Chinese food? He literally had a guy following this one doctor around to take photos of him. Yeah. You would definitely know if somebody was setting up and a kidnapping somebody and keeping them inside the doctor's house. Yeah. yeah. He's got three huge monitors. Like you're just not going to nope, dope, 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 dope. Here's just a bag. You know, here's a bag for dinner tonight. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. When Lawrence Gordon was sawing his foot off, I had the same reaction as I as he did as I watched the following films, Napoleon Dynamite, A Christmas Story and Spaceballs. The same face I made. I agree with you at two of those three movies. <laughs> uh, Spaceballs is also terrible. Let's not forget that. It's awful. Glad you no, identified the one that I did not feel you the did, same about. You did not. You like, please don't tell me you like Napoleon Dynamite. This is going to be. Oh, no, I'm saying no, no, no. I like oh. Spaceballs. Okay. The other two are trash. Oh, okay. Because you're, okay. you're a normal, rational person. Yeah. Uh, you hate the other two as much as I do. So let's. Oh, I do. I do. Okay. Christmas okay. Story is terrible. It's awful. Thank you very much. And on this very podcast, Drew, I 
gut that fucking cow oh, of yeah. the Christmas story. So go check out that episode. That's a goddamn that is a masterclass, as is Kevin Israel's as he takes down the shining. Uh you kind of touched on this before, Drew. I don't understand. I've listen, I've seen people of cancer, terminally ill cancer. They move very slowly. They have the help of walkers or wheelchairs. But goddamn, if Jigsaw didn't move like Wayne Gretzky on the 87 Edmonton Oilers on a fucking breakaway, as he mm-hmm. also tried to do his best Neo from the Matrix impression, dodging bullets, boy, that didn't add up, did it? Oof, no. And he's got all the cancer. Like, it's, it's they say, oh, no, it's starting to pancreas. Now it's brain, and it makes him cough. Yeah. <laughs> cough like he had emphysema. Last time I yeah. checked, brain cancer doesn't make, well, unless you have fluid in your lungs or blood, but okay. So he doesn't bleed out from the struggle, nor does shock set in. I'm not an innkeeper, nor an astronaut, nor a doctor, but pretty sure he would have bled out by the time he slid to that last door. How about you guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How, oh, yeah. Does, how does Jigsaw lay perfectly still without breathing, burping, farting, hiccuping, anything? But Coughing. Yeah, coughing, right? Exactly. We discussed that ad nauseum. But here's my biggest bugaboo about this. How does he not lay there? with complete patience and not yell out, the X is on the wall, stupid. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I saw this in the theater. I loved it. I saw every sequel with the exception of the last two in the theater, and I have not seen Spiral because it's not on Netflix yet. And as mediocre and as bad as they were, but this one is still kind of good. Mm. It does not hold up on the remote test. I can't watch it. But you, Kevin, you hit it perfectly with the uh, comparison to Sixth Element. It doesn't have that holy shit. I don't care. I've seen uh, Usual Suspects, one of my top 20 films. I can watch it any day of the week. And I know the twist a mile away. With this shit, like, oh, that's right. He's laying on the fucking floor, blah, blah, blah. It's fun to still, still see things unfold. And the, all right, okay. I, I know this is not going to be labeled as a classic i know it's not a letter perfect letter film i get that i like it and i will give you credit drew you have done something that not many people have done in this podcast and that is get me to lower my score which i shall do oh to a a six i still like this i still like it It's not again. The sequels are fucking trash. Yes, two, yeah, two, 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 so is, two is barely tolerable. When, when that detective comes in, the third one and Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> no, 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 no. The other guy, the guy who looks like an American Indian. I forgot his fucking name. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when it really just completely bottoms out. But Donnie Wahlberg one, that one's okay. Uh, uh, ooh, okay. But after that, it is a <laughs> big one down. Six out of ten. I get your points. And I and I and that's I'm not gonna but I'm not dying on the hill for this. I'm not. Look, I think but, the nice but thing seven, about but one, but one thing you said seven. Seven is overrated as fuck. I am I will come right out and say oh, seven agreed. is very overrated. So I agreed. I think the thing about uh seven that's impressive is like the technical detail that like Fincher puts into his movies. So like, you know, every notebook in that John Doe's notebook is actually filled with somebody who was hired to like write out all the crazy things. The, you, the way that he's able to, again, like this movie, kind of imply violence, like without showing you like the guy with the thing on his dick, like you never actually see it. Like you just kind of get the implication that he had to fuck a hooker with a giant uh, thing on his dick. Uh, but like, it's so, it's so upsetting to think about. And just the brief flash of like a cover that you get, like is, is very effective. I think this movie was going for a lot of that. Um, and you're right. Like Blair Witch on rewatch is also intolerable. Like Sixth Sense, it's so bad. It's like nothing. It's like you're watching just a home movie. Uh, but like, you know, 
this movie is fun to rewatch. Like the thing about horror movies is you have to have some suspension of disbelief, right? Right. It's just that this one tries to then tie it back in and be like, no, no, no. See, the logic is airtight. We're going to give you the whole voiceover so you can hear. Like, that's the insulting part. If they just kind of left it being like, you know, it is what it is. But no, they want to tell you how smart this movie is. Right on. So we got a six, we got a two and a two and a half. This is the first time, Kevin Israel, that we've had a lot, actually a, a good amount of variation between our, our picks here. So I like it. I like yeah, good. Yeah. I like that your your score, Kevin, was lower than my score. Like, Rare. That's, that is that is sometimes a guest comes like I fucking hate this film. Blah 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 blah. Four or five. We're like what? No, it should be a two or a one. Like I gave Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Or, sorry, Christmas Story a one, and Napoleon yeah. Dynamite a zero because they're terrible. Critics five star reviews. Five star reviews. Five star reviews by critics. Critically derided and unfairly slapped with the torture porn moniker, Saw is a reflection of post 9-11 anxieties, a a, a bastion of low-budget horror filmmaking, and one, one of the true... Sorry, one of the few truly iconic franchises of the 2000s. Wait, wait, wait. Ready? Wait, 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 wait. wait. It ends with, ready? Get jiggy with it. <laughs> Wait, what is the source here? I need to know. Stop it, does it? I swear to God. On right, uh, Drew, this is Rotten Tomatoes. You're Those right. <laughs> 9-11 anxiety, how, why? Did they, did, they wa- did they watch the Oliver Stone film and go, oh, this is something um, like that too, right? What was they're it like, called? well, this happened post 9-11, so this clearly is a statement about 9-11. You know what else happened after 9-11? Avengers. Uh, but did that have the oh. tragedy? No. I mean, that at least happened during Ground Zero. That happened. That took place at Ground Zero in Manhattan, so at least. <laughs> Next one. Say what, say what you want about the acting or even the franchise as a whole, but Saw includes one of the most unforgettable endings that you won't see coming. Yeah. It's literally yeah. impossible to see coming. Yeah. It may not be one of the horror greats that people seem to make it out to be, but Saw is crafty, ambitious, and enough to warrant a horror buff's time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a brutal, vicious, well-done psychological thriller that will leave you disturbed for days. Uh, I can see how on initial watch, when this movie came out, it was like a big deal. It was before Paranormal Activity. It was before Hostel. Yeah, this movie like would like leave you like shook. I guess like you'd be thinking about it because it's like, you know, you'd be thinking about the logic. I get that, but on with enough time, this movie is crap. <laughs> Critics one star reviews. Critics one star reviews. Critics one star reviews. How such a cruelly empty and infantile movie got made is mystery enough. More puzzling is why Carrie Elwes, Danny Glover, and Monica Potter would sign on as co-stars. I have an answer because they haven't been in shit since 1999. <laughs> I got yep. to get paid. Scale, by the way. <laughs> Though dumber than a box of rocks, Saw forges ahead with the kind of conviction and energy that will keep bad cinema junkies sitting bolt upright. Yep. That that's what it is. It it believes in itself a little too much. Just another collection of horror mo- horror movie cliches. Yeah. Um. Well, you know what? I kind of take offense to that because I don't see a lot of cliches in here. I lo- I see yeah. them creating a lot of cliches, but like I don't see this actually happening. 
in a lot of other horror movies. And not a lot no. of other horror movies do you get kidnapped in your own home. <laughs> Nor do you have to go through a reverse bear trap. No. Nor do you have to do that and then like it. And then turn out you like it. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing through the whole mess. And unless you have a high tolerance for, for pretentious, nonsensical, unscary crap, you'll be laughing too. Yes. I don't agree with that. Last one. More, more grisly than scary. Not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i was really confused by the poster <laughs> yeah the r rating didn't tip me that way did it? okay amazon five star reviews amazon five star review the ooze it's time for amazon five star reviews five star reviews this movie is one of the best films ever created yes the gore is not that good but nonetheless it is the best film ever signed uh, yeah. Signed, guy or girl who always eats chicken nuggets when going out for dinner. What do you mean, guy or girl? Signed, I, I, guy or girl. I just Is made that last confused? one up. <laughs> no, I made that last one up. I oh, like I, I see. I see. I see what you're saying. Uh, that's, I look, the FBI needs to be watching that person. Next one. Smiley emoji. That's the FBI needs to doubly be watching that person. Danny Glover, get on it. Heck yeah. Finally, a mainstream horror movie that's not afraid to be gritty. No campy PG-13 family-friendly crap. No teenagers running around having sex and then getting hacked by a lumbering serial killer. Just yeah. two men locked in a dirty bathroom, cryptic clues left by a deranged killer, and a puppet. Doesn't that last sentence sound like a David Tell punchline, Kevin Israel? And a puppet. Just, just two men locked in a dirty bathroom and a reverse spare trap. Yeah. Two you know men. What I'm talking about. Two men, a dirty toilet, and a midget. Yeah. <laughs> Next why one. why why is jigsaw why is that puppet necessary i'm just sorry go ahead <laughs> read the trivia after watching the movie interesting oh five stars and the last a review Amazon was it <laughs> go ahead wasn't a review that was just a suggestion and the yeah, last was... and, the, and the last one daughter wanted to see it <laughs> okay and that was just one star five stars Oh, that was the five star. Five star. Okay. But that person now, doesn't know how the star system works. Yeah. Daughter wanted to see it. And now it's time for the Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Oh, boy. <laughs> My four-year-old son learned how to use a remote. He's been ordering movies and not watching. How can I get a refund and prevent this from happening in the future? Yes. Then, yes. My, then my four-year-old started to run around the house and asked if I want to play a game and designed a maze out of barbed wire. Can you send someone to cut me out? <laughs> no, that last, those, last two, those last two are me, but okay. <laughs> he, used how to, he learned how to use a remote. That's hilarious. This film not only took two hours of my life that I will never get back, along with the 350 it took to rent it, it also took several IQ points that I would very much like to get back. Now, there's an idea for a movie. Retarded Hollywood directors make crappy films to suck IQ points from viewers. It could be a documentary, not a fictional account, because it's happening right now. Signed, I want a sequel to Jack and Jill. <laughs> well, yeah, you just you, that's all you need to know that about that person. Uh, wow. Let's see. A movie that starts off in a repulsive toilet. Think you're interested? I can go into any low-life public restroom and see better than this. Why would I want to? No, you wouldn't. Um, wait, wait till they go I, see. I, wait, wait till they watch Train Spotting. 
Can I can I read one <laughs> that I found, which is which is a pretty incredible review. This is a, a five star review. I'm in. And this is taking a such a different perspective. Listen to this and tell me if you know what movie this was. John and Jill eventually drifted apart and divorced. <laughs> After the, to this turn of events, John found himself trapped by his own complacency until he was diagnosed with inoperable cancel, cancer. Extremely bitter over his squandered life and the loss of his unborn son, John began observing the lives of others and became even more depressed as he saw those around him squandering the gift of life he'd been denied. He went to a man named William Easton for cancer treatment, but was denied. Uh, he tried to get commit suicide, but was reborn and nurtured the idea that the only way for them to change was people to change themselves. The jigsaw killer uh, removes flesh from people's skin. John stated this was a name given to him by the media and that the cut of flesh was meant to represent that these victims were each missing something, what he called the survival instinct. What an interesting way to take to take in this movie, which none of this information is given in Saul. None of this information is that's given a, in Saul. That's like sometimes on Twitter, describe a movie badly trends. Yes. That's read like a describe a movie bad. And John and her fell apart and they divorced. And that's obviously where this whole story needs to start. Yeah, I'm going to see the part where his dick doesn't work anymore because of cancer. And then that's when she decides to leave him. Yeah, I think I God, if I remember correctly, and I hate that I know this. I think that she just that that it's not a she decides to leave him. I think he goes like crazy and crazy. And I think it's maybe before the cancer diagnosis that he's starting to like go nuts a little bit. Um but whatever, she leaves him like uh, he leaves her everything in the will, and it's all her money anyway. So it's crazy. <laughs> I, want, I want to play a game. I want to have sex with your sister instead. Yeah, Jesus. Last yeah. one. Last one. The ending sucks. It made no sense. And fuck you, Saw, for wasting two hours of my precious time and energy. Enough said. Parentheses. Bows. Exit stage. End parentheses. Signed, Ian McKellen. <laughs> Nice, nice. I'm glad that he's getting in on this. And if, <laughs> like, you know, him and Patrick Stewart are just sitting there being like, I could have been the Diana Glover character. <laughs> I could have been Detective Singh because I yeah. sing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, again, I don't know when Lost came out in 2004, right? I didn't know that that was shot in Hawaii. I don't know how they managed to get, I guess Ben Lance wasn't on the first season of Lost. It is weird that two major actors from Lost are just in this random movie. I did not know that because I bailed on Lost one season in and I said, I don't give a shit and never gave it second thought. I okay, only yeah, so watched the, uh, the Lost it, finale. Mm-hmm. I watched the, uh, they had, they played the, the recap, the mm-hmm. hour long recap, and then I watched the finale. And that was all I watched of Lost. I, I watched it, I started watching it the day it ended because I just like, like to be a contrarian that way. But like, uh, I think there's maybe a comparable analogy to make here between Saw and uh, and Lost, which is that it all seems so good when you're going into it, it's such high potential, and by the end you're like, oh, are you kidding me? Like seriously, that's what we yeah. wasted time on, and then you never rewatch again. You know, it took me out of Lost when I see a big fat guy in an island who's marooned for months and he hasn't lost a fucking pound. That's what yeah. takes me out of a fucking situation. Sorry. Yeah. No, hey, no, if it's they address hey, it. Oh, they do. Oh, that, well, good. I bailed. Uh, unless he has, uh, unless he's just found a lot of papaya. Kevin Israel, did Drew video Drew got the sacred cow this time? In my opinion, yes. Video Drew got the sacred cow. Okay. Um, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna we might have to go to the vote for, with this one because I have a feeling you're gonna disagree. But she did get you to drop your score, so I think that's worth something. But I agree. I a lot of this movie, I think, guts itself. And I think she made some great points. And I think this movie is to quote a quote that I hate a nothing burger. 
I thought you were going to say it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, that is another. Fr- Wait, are you guys like me? That is another phrase I very much hate. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, we're from the northeast. We're in northeast. I'm in North Jersey's and Central. I, we work in the city. Oh. A lot of oh. is what it is makes its way around here. Oh, I, bl- yeah. I, I blame the Italians, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was a New Yorker by heart and uh, oh. my ex-husband's Pacific Northwest and his parents were always it is what it is. And I was like, what does that mean? What it, that doesn't mean anything. They would nothing. Say, it's a nothing burger. They would say the Mariners suck every year. They've never won a World Series. It is what it is. It is what it is. I agree with you, Kevin Israel. She made me drop a point. That's always a fucking. Uh, that's always a. That's always a gut in my book. When you can get me to drop, boy, that's that's uh, that's giving you credit where credit is due. So, Drew, thank you. Take a bow. Good Who job. Thank you, you. guys. I have to say, I think I hopefully won you over on the fact that it's not just that it's a nonsensical movie. It's a nonsensical, pretentious movie that really does talk down to you. If you ever want to know what it's like to be mansplain something at a party. It's the end of this movie. Well, and that's Drew, what it feels like. Well, Drew, I'll, I'll give you a call later on. I'll tell you how this really works. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you go. Excellent. Well, actually, well, actually, here's the thing about John Kramer. He's oh. not a murderer. He's a he's a giver of life. If you really yeah. think about it. Well, actually, that's not how murder works. It's not how the law works. It's not how Danny Glover works or saw traps. But let me just break it down for you with this voiceover. Hey, Drew, why don't you uh, shout out once again what you're up to or where we can find you? Oh, my gosh, guys. Pokemon cards. Anybody? Also, Yu-Gi-Oh! If that's less uh, homosexual, uh, I sell Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh my gosh, it's a, uh, we'll get into it another time, but it is a TV show slash card game in which in the TV show, they play a card game. So it's like if Skeletor in Masters of the Universe oh. just played with a Skeletor uh, figurine, uh, but they have really cool looking cards. So I sell those on eBay. I sell them on all the reselling sites. I uh, have a bunch of shows. So Monday and Thursday nights, I do the video chronic pop culture quizzes uh, with me and my friend Nerd Chronic, where we do 20 questions about one movie. You can win some money. We were doing one at 9 p.m. Oh, like, uh, I guess this is being pre-recorded. So just check it out Mondays and Thursdays. Tuesdays, I do a show called Cinema Bias, uh, where we dissect movies that we have preconceived notions about but haven't seen yet. Uh, Watch them and see if maybe our inherent prejudices don't hold up after a while. Um, And then I do a show called Live in the Dark with Video Drew on Sundays. We interview directors, people in the schmodown. Uh, it's a lot of fun. People come over to the house now and we just, we just have a blast. It's like a weird late night talk show kind of space ghost meets between two ferns. Um, and then yeah, check me out. Yeah. Check me out on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, RT, uh, essentials. You can find it if you have Roku, uh, or if you watch Peacock, the streaming app. Word. Kevin mm-hmm. Israel. KevinIsrael.com for my upcoming dates. Comedy is slowly coming back and I am filling up my calendar. Thank God. And uh, more importantly, leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help. It means something to us. It makes us smile like little kids. Isn't that what we all want to be? Just a little kid. That sounded weird, but leave us a review anyway. Yeah, that always helps. CuttingTheSacredCow.com every every day for blog articles. Like I had said, movie quotes. That doesn't happen. List of 10 movies we've seen and sequels we want to see are never even asked for. KevinGoatee.com for more shenanigans and hilarity. Drew, you are a delight. I like your uh, your spunk, your jib, as I said Thank before. You. And uh, hope those dogs uh, heal up fast. How about that? Thank you. I want to. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say you've sold me on this. That doesn't happen. 
thing. That is yeah. like, to me, that is ninety percent of like I'm terrible to watch a movie with because all I'll do is be like that doesn't ha- that's not that doesn't no. You should read our articles because we pull out two every week of that doesn't happen. So it's uh, there's some winners. They're all winners. Me- Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, and Video Drew. Thanks again so much. We will see you later. Take care. Bye. Bye. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.